If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. It's the Innovation Podcast with Mark Reed Edwards and Garnett Harriman. Let's start the show. Hi, it's Mark. Garnett and I are back with Geraldine Bragg, founder of Anytown USA. In the first part, we talked about Geraldine's background and career. In this episode, we get into her new venture, something Garnett knows well. And then we take a peek at the future. So let me hand it right over to Garnett to kick things off. Let's move to the other side of the spectrum. And correct me if, if my characterization is wrong, but I, I'm, I'm thinking of Anytown USA as, a, as an e-commerce clearinghouse and a startup. But if, it, if, it, uh, if that's inaccurate, please tell me so and, and tell me what excites you the most about that particular project. Well, it's definitely a startup. We launched June 29th of 2018. So we're uh, about six months young. The word we, I would use would be marketplace instead of clearinghouse. Got it. And um, so it's a marketplace in the sense that uh, what we do is absolutely bring buyers and sellers together. And what that gives us is, you know, endless variety of product and sellers. And it enables us to carry small sellers. So um, individual crafters and people like that who are hand making things. We also have small and medium manufacturers uh, or even uh, small and medium handcrafters who have scaled up a little bit. And we also have a spot on the site that we call our partners page, which is for large national brands who are still making product in the United States. And what we do there is we, we link out to their edit of the, the product, part of their product line that is made in the United States. So, you know, our, our vision really is we want you to be able to dress yourself from head to toe and your house from front door to back door in products made in America. And instead of, you know, having to hunt through a needle in a haystack to do that, you can come to our site and um, shop across categories and easily find, you know, these items. Plus dogs, right? That's right. We have, um, we have, we have clothes, we have accessories, jewelry, kids, home, stationery, beauty, and pets. Yeah. We're a little light on the partners page. We cover men, but um, we're a little light on men's clothes right now. But we're working on it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a plug for my two favorite made in America um, men's brands later. But uh, um, so the, the verbiage mark around dogs could be what snout to tail, to something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Uh, let, it's beautiful stuff. I, I saw it. I loved Thank it. You. Yeah. 
Galen, let's let's keep let's stay with Anytown USA. It uh, it's super current and it's very exciting. What uh, let's go back to the origin story. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit more about that? Uh, you you started. I, I feel like I have the the kernel of it from back when you were looking at you know essentially supply chain uh, concerns and and realizing that that you know made in America could actually be far more efficient from a supply chain standpoint. Um, but um, let, let's do the origin story and, and, you know, how the resources came together, how, it, how it's funded, if, if, if you care to talk about that stuff. Sure. So I identified it as certainly a, a want and need of consumers. I started looking around online and, and there's a few small sites that do it, but they're either 100 percent affiliate links. So you can't shop the site directly or there's sites that have uh, what I would describe as a political point of view. So it's sort of narrow cast. And if they hold inventory, the inventory is limited. Um, I like to say, you know, you can get anything you want as long as it's an Eagle mug, you know, something like that, <laughs> super patriotic. Um, but there was nothing that was, you know, we, we cast our site as a walk down a virtual main street. It, it's meant to feel very friendly, you know, like you're walking down a friendly, family-oriented main street. And if you knew all the sellers like people once did or in some places still do, um, these are the sort of shops you'd go in and out of. And that's what it feels like to us when we are talking to the vendors at the different um, shows and things we go to to recruit them. I mean, it is we do walk up and down aisles and we meet people, we hear their stories, how they got started, all that kind of thing. And th that's what this site is meant to feel like. So nobody was doing anything like that. Uh, we didn't want to limit ourselves as far as assortment other than to be certain categories and, you know, of course, made in USA. So that's why Marketplace. And then Marketplace also you start to create a community of these different sellers because, you know, a lot of people, small businesses, yeah, they can put up a website, but they can't, um, they don't have the resources to drive the traffic to the website. And resources is both money, but also time. Because if you're making your product by hand, or if you're a small operation and running, you know, your own factory or, or, or sourcing or whatever, you might not have the time to also do the marketing. So by putting all these folks together in one place, we can, you know, get that synergy of everybody together and, and we essentially do the marketing for them. That's what, you know, our, you know, they're paying us to do with their commission that they pay us. So it, it really works for everyone. I can't tell you how glad people were to see us when we approached them. Well, I, I actually can vouch for that <laughs> firsthand. My business partner is literally the daughter of a dairy farmer in, in rural Massachusetts, and it kind of conditions a lot of her common sense and pragmatism and humility. And she she was gushing about the the two folks on your merchandising team that that she spoke with. And so I'm I, I'm guessing they hit the tone just right. Part of it is we are all professionals. We all come out of long careers. They're not talking to, to kindergartners. You know, Karen, who your, your person talked to is a professional merchant. At the same time, in the middle of Karen's career, she was an entrepreneur too. She had a startup business herself where she sold into wholesale. Um, she was doing embroidered pillows and things like that. And all of us are sort of scrappy, I guess I would say. So we yep. also understand, you know, um, what the challenges are of being a small business, which is sort of unusual for corporate 
people with corporate experience because we're not all turning around going, hey, where's my 90-person staff? Right. So um, I think people appreciate our experience when, when we approach them, but they also appreciate the fact that by coming on a site like this, okay, it's new and everything. They, they, um, they get that our experience is going to help us get this thing right. But they also appreciate that it's not going to be crowded and cluttered with imports and things like that. And they're going to get the chance to, to be in the spotlight so that they can break through with consumers. So I am, I'm curious about um, some of the details of, of the business, qua business. And one of the things that fascinates me about what you're doing is, is the certification process. My business in particular has been approached by a few of these, and, and, and you mentioned one flavor, which was that sort of, I mean, almost nationalistic political made in America. You know, we've been approached by multiple sites like that over the years. Uh, and then a couple of years back, we were actually a finalist for something called, uh, what is it, Martha Stewart's American Made Contest or whatever it is, award. Um, how is your certification process different uh, from you know, some of these other attempts to, to create a certification process around Made in America? Yeah, well, as you know, all people who label Made in U.S. Um, have to follow FTC guidelines for Made in USA labeling. Yep. And the guidelines are re really long. And um, what we've done is uh, certainly provide the guidelines to sellers. Um, and ask them to self-certify that they're meeting those guidelines. And then we do provide, you know, we're not lawyers, so everyone should consult their own lawyer. Um, just like, you know, how they say on the commercials, consult your doctor before starting this <laughs> exercise program. But um, we do provide the expertise that we can provide to help, um, you know, direct them in one direction or another. But what we ask them to absolutely do is sign a certification sheet that says that they um, are certifying that the product is made uh, in compliance with FTC guidelines. And most people do not do that. If you go on Etsy or Amazon, you can load up and, and be online pretty virtually instantly. Whereas with us, you have to do that as a first step. The second step, though, is um, and then we um, have to look at what you've provided as far as what your methodology is. And what your answers are to our, you know, couple very brief questions. And our head merchant um, validates you, um, reads what you're saying, and then um, and then you're provided with a registration code so that you can register and get up on the site. Once you're registering or, or uploading on the site, then you have to um, identify whether the products, which of the FTC uh, levels of Made in USA you comply with. So the FTC does provide for made in USA, you have to be all or virtually all made in with USA materials. Everybody doesn't hit that. If you get that, you get one of our seals that says made in USA. If you're made in US with some imported materials, you don't get that first seal, you get the second seal, which says made in US with some imported materials. <laughs> and then for some um, folks who actually use all imported materials, they can say made in USA with imported materials. And we do that in rare cases. There's some things that just are not indigenous to the United States, like cork, which is, you know, Portuguese, yep. for example, or porcelain, things like that. 
if it's not found in the U.S., but you want to sell items made from those things, we will let them come on the site if they comply with the rest of the FTC guidelines, which it means less substantial transformation has to be in the U.S. So, you know, the porcelain, for example, comes in like a powder and it comes out like a statue. That's a transformation. You can't, you know, make a bicycle in China and stick the pedals on here. That is not less substantial transformation. So, so we do go through that with folks so their product is labeled correctly because, you know, we want people to have confidence in the site. I mean, you were talking before about, uh, you know, brands that, um, that sound American or seem American or once were made in America and people think they're still made in America or... Um, and they're not. And they're absolutely not. Yep. And some of them even have names like, you know, American Apparel. They have a couple things still made in America, maybe, but they're not made in America. And and so we want to just be really clear with people what it is and how much of it is, et cetera. Um, but we didn't just stick with the things that are 100%, you know, all or virtually all made in America because we wanted to provide, you know, a wide ranging assortment for people. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. So I think that's a great um, combination, Mark. Uh, it, it, there's both integrity to the certification process, but also uh, in inclusiveness in, you know, because of the three tiers uh, of certification that they're using. Um, I, I, I like it. Yeah. You know, I, I think that this one size fits all that I've seen, uh, in a few other attempts to do this. It's just a little too stringent, a little bit too rigorous, you know, in terms of trying to create a real business around it. I, um, I mentioned a little bit earlier that I was going to try to slip in a, a pitch for the two made in America brands that, that I love for men's apparel. And, and I, and I think this might be the perfect spot because I want to ask you more about your, your, your partner brands. Uh, I, uh, when I started working with, um, with Karina of, of Karina Dresses, we, um, I went through a personal transformation and I was trying to look at my, uh, apparel and, and my closet and my wardrobe and figure out what 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 uh, is it was actually made and I was shocked. Um, very little of it was made in America and so I started discovering brands like uh, Woolrich um, and um, Pendleton and and things that you, you know haven't been new for uh, 120 or 140 years. These are legacy legacy brands. Of course, they they did things that that Geraldine had talked about earlier. That you know, during the offshoring and outsourcing phase, you, you know, there's, uh, and 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 they may even have products today that that are, are are made abroad and you know, especially made in China, made in Hong Kong, what have you. But there's a real concerted attempt by brands like that to concentrate more and more of their design efforts on things that are actually manufactured here in the states. With that uh, said, I, I'm curious if about your partner brands. It, it, it looks like that's sort of um, an affiliate type arrangement. Um, how does that work with your partner brand? Yeah, so we uh, are considered a publisher for affiliate purposes, and, and we go out to the different affiliate aggregators, and we seek out potential partners who have American product lines or, or sub subsets of their product line that are American. We apply to be you know, affiliated with them. 
And uh, when they accept us, which is how the process works, we work with them to get a link to the uh, part of their assortment that is made in America. And then we show them on our site. So the again, the idea is, you know, so for example, if you take New Balance, which about 10% or so of their product line is made in the US, which is wonderful because, you know, a lot of the major performance footwear brands are not, they have a special assortment and we link directly to the made in US product line. Um, same thing for something like Orvis or Johnson & Murphy or Fry Boots. It will link straight out to their made-in-U.S. product. So it looks like you may be having me as a customer on, uh, in your marketplace at some point. I, I am a bit of a, a fan of New Balance Made in America. I, I also buy the Made in the U.K. Brand, uh, uh, line or product line. So uh, I, I'm going to tell you what somewhat embarrassed to say that I have about a dozen pairs of New Balance made in made in the USA. <laughs> so uh, my justification is the made in the USA part versus the the frivolous, well, <laughs> acquisitive. Part. In the business, <laughs> we would call you a sneakerhead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the um, penultimate sort of section here. I uh, right now in business, Gerald, in the the broad concepts of purpose with a capital P, impact with a capital I are pretty hot topics, and, and rightly so. Um, as, as someone who has multiple family members who are active service or still are active service uh, and having done business with some pretty high-ranking uh, military officers, um, uh, one of the trustees for my first fund is a guy named Colonel Jack Jacobs, who is the, uh, or, or used to be, I don't know if he still is, uh, the chairman of the Medal of Honor Committee. So I, I absolutely love the community and honor part of your mission statement. Can you share a little bit of that with our listeners? Sure. So as I said before, you know, we are creating a community here when it's a win-win for us and the sellers. We can't do well unless the sellers do well. The sellers can't do well unless we do well. And, and so it's totally a community. Um, so that's what we're creating. And as we thought about the formation of this company, myself and my partners, um, we wanted to make sure that we were building the community and that we were giving back to the community. And so I'll just read you what, uh, what we wrote on the site. Uh, we believe that communities can and should be mutually supportive with a purpose and with practices that enable shared success. We had to choose how to give back to the community. There's so many worthy causes. So we felt that there was no one more worthy to honor than the U.S. military and their families who have already given so much to our country. And so what, what we did right off the top was we decided right away to give a 10% discount to um, military, active duty, veterans, and their families. That's everybody, all disciplines, um, you know, um, active and, um, you know, National Guard, Reserve, everybody. And we do that in partnership with a group called ID.me, which validates you know, their service. And ID.me is founded by a retired Army Ranger. So look, there, there is no one who gives more than military families. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about in terms of, you know, sure do. Yep. everything from, you know, their service, the families who stay back, the, you know, the amount of moving around they do all the way through to, as Lincoln said, the, oh, the sacrifice full measure 
So um, we're proud to do it. You don't get on our site as a seller unless you give the 10% discount. It's, it's a um, cost of entry. And so that ensures that all of our sellers share this value with us. I love it. Um, I, I think it's, it's very, very impactful. That's wonderful. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that uh, we are, you know, in the process of, of going through the certification process. So I'm, I'm pretty sure we will qualify for, if I'm guessing correctly, the second certification, not the, not, not the completely made in the USA because we have we have challenges with our with with um, with our with our fabrics, and since the fabric uh, trade has changed so much in this country and moved to places like Korea and China and stuff, so all good. So this has been an amazing dialogue so far. I'm really grateful that you're here, Geraldine. Um, to wind things up, uh, we like to ask our guests to play futurists for a minute and and share some hopefully mind-blowing prediction in business society sports mm. space travel whatever with our listeners <laughs> um and uh, i'll 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 let you uh, i'm going to give you enough rope to uh, to 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 do to do good things or to exit exit stage right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, I, I really believe in this community thing. I, I think that people are hungering for it. I think a lot of places they used to get it have um, disappeared, whether it's union halls or, you know, there's so many less uh, percent of the population that are active duty military or whatever that, you know, VFW halls, all this kind of stuff. Um, there are, you know, a huge groups of people who don't go to church anymore, things like that. I think people are looking for community in, because they aren't getting it in the places they traditionally did. And some play, t- people find it online or whatever, but some people are finding it through um, what I would describe as the microization of products. And by that, I mean, like we first saw it in micro breweries and, um, you know, everybody doing that. But I really believe that um, we're going to see it across food categories and across all sorts of categories. And yesterday's big national brands are going to become sort of like the Boscos and things like that. I hope I'm not dating myself too much, but like <laughs> the brands that now sound really um, kitsch and, and nostalgic, I think that's going to happen to the big national brands and everything's going to go micro and seem more localized and more just from, you know, community and, and smaller. And I also think we're, I don't know, maybe less than 10 years away from no more network television. I think it's just um, a concept that's blown up and, you know, is also going to go away also due to fragmentation and people looking for personalization and that kind of thing. So that's my, that is my futuristic, prediction um i hope you're not laughing too hard no, but that's where I, I, I think things are headed Geraldine, do you think that with the uh, kind of uh, dissolution of network television and that kind of gathering that people would have on a sunday night or even for the super bowl go pats by the way um do you think no. that do, <laughs> do you think that people will what you were just saying was people yearn for community and community, you know, when I was a little kid, was watching the Ed Sullivan show. Talk about dating yourself, right, <laughs> on a Sunday night or, or watching All in the Family or right. watching MASH. Or, and, and those 
community things that we did together. We may all watch the same shows. We may watch the same Netflix show, but we're not doing it at the same, at the same time. time. And so, so, so there's no, there's no sense of real community there. Do you think that efforts like yours, which bring people together in one place for a, you know, a good cause to help veterans and also to help craftspeople from the U.S., do you think efforts like that will kind of fill that void? Yeah, I think what's, what you're um, describing is it's two thoughts being held in someone's mind today at one time, which is people looking for community, but also personalization. They want it on their own mm -hmm. time. And, and people get what they get when they, they, they want what they want when they want it. And, um, yeah. you know, we were all perfectly happy to sit there and go, oh, I'm so glad we're rolling from um, All in the Family to Mary Tyler Moore to Bob Newhart, you know, because you, right. you knew what you were getting and you knew what you were doing Saturday night. These people, you know, today, everybody wants what they want immediately and when on their own schedule. And partly that's because things are so n hard to schedule. I mean, m people also sure. used to come home from work at five o'clock at night. I mean, when was the last time anybody did that? I think they are people will start looking for it in communities like this one. I mean, and what we want to start to do as we grow is start to foster um, communication across our community so that people can help each other out with tips and, and um, you know, um, dialogue. Yeah. And I, I think the idea of um, being in the know about some micro product. Um, is a way of having community, you know, everybody knows about, you know, the big brands, but when you know about some local or regional brand, it's another way of feeling community because it's, it's something that you share that is um, sort of something localized or something that you feel you've discovered. And, you know, obviously what we want people to discover things on our site because that's what we're, you know, trying to, you know, build a business around. So, that's my take on what you, your, your idea there. This is great. I think um, we're going to wind it down now. Our, our guest for the last 45 plus minutes or so has been Geraldine Bragg, who's had a long uh, trailblazing career as a corporate leader in places like Campbell's, Avon, and Procter and & Gamble, and who most recently has launched a very exciting Made in America e-commerce marketplace called Anytown USA that I think we're all going to be seeing a lot more of going forward. Gerilyn, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. This was fun. What a great discussion. A true Made in America success story and one with many chapters still to come. Next time, it's Garnett and me sitting here chatting about stuff. We get into opportunity zones and esports. So tune in next time. Thanks for joining Garnett and Mark on the Innovation Podcast. Visit innovationpodcast.co to subscribe and listen to other episodes.
you've never tried to eyeball six feet as often as you do now. You wear a mask, you wash your hands, and you've stayed within the walls of your apartment for more hours than you care to add up. But unless you live in a smoke-free building, you're not exactly home-free. Secondhand smoke drifting through the cracks in walls or sink drains carries toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. And right now, lung health is key. Go to tobaccofreeca.com to learn how to stay safe.